in the trailer for it, there's this woman who was like constipated, and it was Sanjaya trying to help this woman poop on an island. <laughs> Talk sauce. Talk sauce. Bo and Jack are just a couple dudes recapping life. Talk sauce. Talk sauce. Talk sauce. We're back. Was up? Hey everybody, it's Talk Sauce. The podcast Talk- for Talk Sauce. By Talk Sauce. We're both so eager to do that this Yeah, time. maybe we need to designate roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you want to be for or by? Man, that's a really tough question, honestly. I think I'll Either do it you can I feel like I, I like starting it, it out. I, I want to start it off and you bring it home. Ooh, okay. That's a, that's a, that's some responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, we both have great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. We both have equally important responsibilities for the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly like the whole podcast hinges on that one statement. It's really the podcast is an excuse to say for talk sauce by talk sauce. <laughs> that's that's why I do it. Yeah. We should just do like an hour recording of us saying that over and over again. Like a spaghetti on loop video. Yeah, it's just exactly. four talk sauce, five talk sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we're in person, we just need to like sit down for like an hour and like take a shot every time we say four and bye and see how long we can last. Not long, but I'm down. <laughs> I mean, it'll be quick, but <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> I was talking to a buddy over the weekend. I was like, you know what? Honestly, on some level, genuinely surprises me that I've never had to get my stomach pumped. damn yeah i mean i mean think about how much think about nights where we've drank the most like how much we've drank on certain nights together yeah it's i mean it's definitely true but the thing is for less you know yeah but i feel like the thing is if like if you ever drink like way too much like you're gonna throw up like for the right part you know i mean yeah, that's true. I And I, I think what'll happen is with people who just like have zero experience with alcohol who like go in like way too far. Cause I remember someone I went to college with was like talking about how he joined a fraternity and like part of the initiation for the fraternity, they like filled up water guns with vodka and they were just like squirting it into their mouths. <laughs> like just <laughs> and everyone got like I think he ended up like leaving the fraternity because he was like, I cannot be a part of this. But like that shit that type of shit was like happening to people. Dude, like when, they were like blacking out and all kinds oh, of Oh yeah. Stuff. When I, I was in a fraternity my freshman year, you know, and when I was like a pledge uh during a party, like a couple of the older guys brought me into their bathroom in the house and gave me a handle and they were like you have to t- and like I think they said you have to take two bubble pulls or something like that, where you take a pool and like two air bubbles pop out. And in hindsight, I found out they were hazing me by doing that. But in at the time, I was like, "Whoa, these guys are being super cool to me." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know what it is about. I mean, I was never in a fraternity or anything, but just the stories I've heard about hazing are like, it, I just don't know what possesses people to like be that. <laughs> horrible to people no it, like it's this. crazy i i think about it all the time and i'm just like i can't believe like because i i wasn't even like particularly like hazed really the fraternity i was in had just got like reinstated on campus for hazing <laughs> yeah and it was like but like even just like the shit that they like like i've told you the stories about how they treated me and stuff and yeah, i was like i can't believe i put horrible. myself through that shit like, yeah but like, it, it's weird that that's like I mean, I, I think it's changing 
right? But it, from what I've seen, it was at least when I was in college, it was like the norm for fraternities just to be like terrible people to the people that are coming in. And it's just like, oh, this is what you have to do if you want to be part of our club. Like, I just, I don't know. It makes, it. it makes no sense. It, it truly doesn't make any sense. It was why, probably like, just one guy like started it, you know, like the original fraternity and then they did it. And then the people right after that were like, oh, I had to go through all that bullshit. Like I'm definitely taking it out on someone, you know, because like, <laughs> I feel like it's just a chain reaction of people getting hazed, like going through it and then being friends with the people after. Right. Like, it's like the cycle of violence. Or yeah. Whatever. And they're like, like I can't like, not do it now. Like I went through like, all that to not haze someone children of alcoholics are more likely to become an alcoholic uh children of violence more likely to become violent in the household people who get hazed in a fraternity are more likely to turn out to be cool you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's that's a good point someone needs to write that down (laughs) what do you think the original fraternity was like the original fraternity do you think it like i feel like it probably stems further back than we're like thinking like ancient greece or something it was probably a bunch of dudes in a cave and then there were like a bunch of new guys like rolled up and they're like yo can we hang and they just started like throwing rocks at their heads (laughs) and they were were like this is sweet dude (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, they're throwing rocks at their heads. And then they just start dapping our friendship. Yeah, (laughs) they start dapping each other up afterwards. So they're like, bro, it's all fun and games, bro. It's just a rock. (laughs) Yeah, no, it meant nothing. I just wanted you to earn it, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's like the weirdest part of the psychology of it is like you have to earn my friendship. Like, like even like there were like times where I had to go like clean shit and stuff, you know, not like physical hazing, but just like they'd be like, you got to come clean the house and stuff. That was like, that <laughs> you're was like, like a slave. Part, you're paying that, yeah. like two grand a semester or some crazy. Shit. That was like, that was like part of like the fraternity, like, like ethos is like, like you have to like earn your way. And even if it's not like hazing just by like doing bullshit. And I'm like, I don't want to be anybody's friend bad enough where if they're like, come clean my house to be my friend. Yeah, I'd be like, no, insane. And and you're paying more, right? Like, don't you pay extra? Yeah, you have to pay for like, because they have like a cook and stuff. And like, they have like, they have like, um, they pay rent on the house. So you're helping pay for the rent and you pay for like the chef and stuff. But you do get to eat for free and stuff. But I guess you do have to pay. Yeah. And then like, sorry. And then just like they throw like the parties. So like your money goes towards like the parties and stuff. And then it's like, they also, they're, they're national corporations these companies like so there's like a there's like a headquarters of the fraternity that yeah almost like it's like it's like tithing to a church or something almost (laughs) dude it's crazy though is that those are the people who are running the country like they were pretty much (laughs) all surprising (laughs) they're just rich white guys i mean you know how rich and white you have to be to be in a fraternity (laughs) 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 like that's most of who's it yeah i remember like my only so actually I did have a couple of experiences with fraternities. So like at UNT, the fraternity scene was like pretty small. Yeah. Um, but I remember right when I got there, like I just didn't know anyone. And there were just dudes who were in fraternities who were like, Hey, like no pressure. You don't have to join our thing, but like come to this event. Like we're doing blah, blah, blah. Um, and I went to this event and it was this guy who, I don't remember how I knew him. I had like a class with him or like something and they would talk to me, like text me all the time and stuff. And and like I went to their party and like it was cool. I remember one thing though <laughs> that the guy said that was like the biggest bullshit ever was he was like, yeah, man, like the only thing about our parties, bro, is like sometimes there's too many girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe you're saying this right now. Dude, when um, I was when I was in the fraternity I was in, it was like like loosely related to like 
a branch of Christianity. I don't remember which one or just Christianity as a whole. I can't remember how it worked. So there was one day where they, every Sunday as a pledge, I had to go to a different church, like a different type of church and like go to like the church service and stuff. And there was one Sunday we went to a non-denominational church, which is like kind of like gateway or something, you know, like a mega church, kind of like hip, whatever. And, and the church knows that like a group of like 35 guys are coming that day. So we show up and they just send all these attractive women to <laughs> greet us. And like these women greet us and sit us down and are talking to us. And they're like, there's nothing more attractive than a man of God. And they're like saying all that kind of stuff. It's like the same kind of thing. Honestly, like, a power you- move for recruiting. <laughs> yeah, they just said like, they just said like the hottest Christian women <laughs> yeah, in the world. That's so funny. Um, but what ended up happening with these guys, because I went to like a couple of their events. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to and, cut you off. No, no, no. You're good. Um, but I went to a couple of their events and then I was just like decided I was like, I don't want to join this like because it's really expensive too. like for what you're getting. I'm like, I can just hang out with other. Yeah, people. Like, I, I can hang out with too many girls for less money. You know? Yeah, exactly. And you know that that's a lie anyway. So it's just like, yeah, hang out. Like, I can hang out with 10 dudes in a room like for free, which is exactly <laughs> what's going to happen here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and take yourself far less seriously yeah, doing yeah it. exactly it's probably a win-win <laughs> um but these guys went like ghosted me after they went like completely no contact <laughs> like after i told them i was like yeah like I, i'm not gonna join the fraternity like i don't want to pay for it like yada yada um but like i'm down like we should all still hang out like you guys are really cool and just never heard from me <laughs> never, never like again. fuck you dude <laughs> yeah dude it's unreal <laughs> i was like holy shit <laughs> i think i think in hindsight, one, my parents really wanted me to do it because my dad was in the fraternity I yeah. was in. And two, it was like I had no idea really what I was getting into until it was like too late. You know, that was like the Auburn experience for me in a nutshell. But I was just like, hey, we just hang out and like party and stuff. But I didn't realize like how like culty and stuff. Yeah. It was until well, I, was I remember like, too because you were just always into like the sports side of Auburn and like not necessarily like the culture of like Auburn within, but like just the cool, like how good the fandom is, you know, there's like really passionate yeah. Auburn supporters. And like, I just always remembered you as like an Auburn guy, like growing up in high school and stuff. But I remember one time my sister, like this was years after, um, like after you had been at Boulder and stuff, I don't remember if it was after we graduated or not, but she was like, I can't believe Bo was in a frat at Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 one of the greatest like like missteps of my life. It like <laughs> not necessarily. I mean, because it it's just like like I it's like proof of like how little I thought for myself. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? So it's just like, yeah, that's just what I do. I go to Auburn and I join a fraternity. I never once was like, do I want to do this? I was just like, no, that's what I do, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. and then, but then that experience is what kind of led me to be like, no, I don't want to do this. And yeah. Well, that's really, I mean, myself. it's good that you went through that early and like, you know, had a really bad experience and then decided <laughs> yeah. to go pretty much the opposite direction and, and, and I made will your say, life way I think better. There some people who were like cool and like everyone, like, has become cooler to me from that period of time over the years, but it's still like, I wouldn't recommend anyone join a fraternity. (laughs) Yeah. And I think part of it is too, it's like the oldest people in a fraternity are like 22. And it's like, those are the ones who are like deciding what's cool, like what everyone needs to be doing and things like that. They're just running the whole show and think about like how much you've learned and grown as a person since you were 22. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Dude, I, uh, when I was, 
a freshman at Auburn, which is still a crazy sentence to say when I was a freshman at Auburn, it still doesn't feel like not weird to say. I, um, I went, there was like a fraternity that like some kids in the grade above us from South Lake were in at Auburn and they invited me to like a party to try and get me to join the fraternity and stuff. So I go and I'm like hammered, you know, they, that's part of the recruiting. They get you like fucked they up just, in like a fun way at that point in time. They're yeah. like, no, we're fun. That's before they start torturing you with alcohol. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and, um, and I'm like at this party, I'm hammered. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, Hey, what's up, man? And I was like, what's up, dude? And he's like, do you know who I am? And I was like, no. And he was like, I'm the president of the fraternity. And I was like, that's cool. And then I walked away and the guy was like so pissed. And that fraternity <laughs> never talked to me again. <laughs> like, how do you have such a big ego about that? It's just, I don't know. It's unbelievable. If you want to become the president of a fraternity, you are the most insecure person alive. Potentially. <laughs> you know, like that's what it is. I mean, talking to that guy, like thinking, think of a guy like that who's just like, like making sure like all the new kids are like, Hey, that's the president. You have to respect me. He's like, that's a deeply insecure person. Yeah. Well, the fact that, I mean, it's a different thing if someone else, like if he just acts like a normal guy and someone else is like, Hey, by the way, like that's the president. But the fact that he comes up and he's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> and it was real. Do you know who my father is kind of energy, but like yeah, for yeah, himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reproduce asexually <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome i would actually join that fraternity you just everyone can just you imagine themselves. the power of being able to reproduce asexually that's the secret of the fraternity, fraternity. it's like that's what they're trying to get at that's yeah. what a brotherhood is it's yeah like that's what happened like reproduction yeah george h bush like messed up with jeb and then he was like hold on hold on and then he made george bush <laughs> although i think george bush is older but that was a lie yeah no he he uh he got like 90 percent of there with jeb that's why he's yeah, he's like, like, yeah he's like what is wrong like it's, he's like it's almost correct but there's just something <laughs> off about it so he's like that's why you're jeb not george it starts off kind of the same but it ends very differently <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's actually funny. Jeb is totally just like a screwed up clone of George H.W. And then George and w George W. is like a slightly screwed up clone of George H.W. And George H.W. is a slightly screwed up clone of George H.H. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, fun fact about Ronald Reagan, clone of Reagan Ronald. Wow. And that wild? he's a clone of Ronald McDonald, <laughs> which is wild to think about because he's not an advert anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throwback. <All back. laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> For all you longtime listeners. Yeah. Um, so that's the psychology of a fraternity in a nutshell. We should write a book. Going yeah, to that's the, name, about it. the psychology of a fraternity in a nutshell. <laughs> name of our book and the podcast. That's a great name. Yeah. I don't know if it'll fit in the... What we should do is go on a tour and do live talks at fraternity houses at the biggest schools with Greek life in the country and break down their psychology to them and see how they reciprocate. (laughs) I bet bet it'd go well. Yeah. I mean, we would have to come, like, act like we have... It it would be like a catch-me-if-you-can scenario where we're just, like, forging all these documents to make ourselves seem, like, really legit, like... (laughs) professors who were but like all, fraternities just our whole lives you know like yeah all the documents are just to prove that we were super involved in fraternity yeah exactly we and then we went and like got our doctorate but like not through our grades only through our connections at the fraternities <laughs> <laughs> like look my grades were absolute shit but i was a member of this fraternity 
all and, throughout let college. Me tell you, and, and I played this beer pong job. with yeah. the CEO of Goldman Sachs when he came back one weekend, and we really hit it off. And he put in a couple of calls to a couple other brothers, and that's why I'm performing surgery. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I sunk last cup, and I just did a heart transplant. <laughs> I pl- I played against the CFO of Citibank. And, and was like, if I sink last cup, you got to get me a job after. And he's like, you won't do a bitch. <laughs> he rips open his button down shirt. He's like, fucking do it. <laughs> he's wearing his tie around his head. <laughs> Man, dude, <laughs> that, that it's so weird to think about those guys just running the country. <laughs> it's so well, it, the fraternity life at like a college is a like great microcosm for like who's in power, like just generally, like not just politics, but like in the business world and stuff too. Because mm-hmm. it is like if you go to a school like Auburn, even like less than half of the student population is in Greek life, but ninety percent of like the social life is Greek life. Real less than and half is that's yeah, like, really surprising. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like I mean, so it's just like. It's just like they just are so loud and just have so much more money that like they can like just run a monopoly on the social life. And then that's how it bleeds into like everything <laughs> else, you know, <laughs> it, I, I do like the idea of like, like go like going back in time and joining a fraternity and doing nothing and just getting by on your connections is like the same thing as like going to a music festival and like starting with a cigarette and trading your way up. And see how far you could go. (laughs) (laughs) We should do that. We should invent time travel just to see how far we can go. Yeah. (laughs) Why'd you invent time travel? I just wanted to see how far I could take it. (laughs) That's your reasoning. (laughs) Jack had like a listed plan. He was like, I came up with some things we want to talk about. And you know, it was not on that list of plans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It sometimes Bo and I, well, I feel like when we first started doing this, we would, we were kind of like, not necessarily regimented, but we were like, okay, we want to talk about this. Then we want to cover this. And then we might go into this too, if we have time. Um, but it's gotten less and less organized as time has gone on. <laughs> like now, we're like, what do you want to talk about? We're like, no better. idea. All right, record. <laughs> <laughs> I think the podcast is better for that reason though. I think so too, but it's also just, we've been doing it for longer so we can like talk to each other. You know, yeah, I, 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 I know how you work. You know how I work. Like when I listen to a podcast, I enjoy like the free flow of conversation. It doesn't always have to be like the punchiest conversation. I just enjoy like listening to people who like talking to each other. Yeah. Talk, you, you know, know it would be cool, though, if we came up with like four punchlines. Like I saw this in a Dave Chappelle special where he's like, I'm going to oh, reverse the, engineer. Yeah, where he's yeah. like, I'm going to give you the punch. What if we did that with our podcast where we like have four punchlines and we're like, OK, if you hit any one of these, like you get a prize or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> we should try that next Okay, next we week. need to come up with some punchlines. <laughs> Reverse engineer a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we come up with the end of the story and then like see how someone can get there through the natural we, flow of conversation. We have enough stories through the history of our like friendship where we probably could pull it off. Yeah. You know what I was actually thinking? Speaking of, there's no mm. predetermined punchline for this, by the way, of... Um, so I was at ACL this weekend and yeah. we, we kind of like talked about it briefly, but I was thinking about, um, we went to Bonnaroo, Bo and I did and another, oh, yeah. like, other people did. And it was after our freshman year of college, right? Yeah. That was 2014, summer 2014, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. 
Um, but I was so tired after ACL. I only went two days to ACL and I just like drank the whole time, like was out in the sun, like just walking around. My body was like beat down. Today's the first day after. And I almost like, usually we do, it's Monday night. Usually we do the podcast tonight, but I texted Bo. I was like, dude, I'm too tired. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can do it today. Yeah. He wanted to do it but, tomorrow. And I was like, dude, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. But I took a nap and powered through. Um, but what I was thinking is like the fact that we were able to do that and you went like three times or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But dude, after that third time, I was like, I don't know if I could ever do this again. Like, like I really should have stopped going after the second time on, you know, like, but I tried to like, it, it takes so much out of me, dude. When I went to Portland with my, and saw my family, we camped, my brother and I and his friends camped at the Tame Impala concert, like at the campgrounds of the music festival. And just that took so much out of me. I was yeah. like, I and that was only one night, right? Yeah. And it wasn't hot out or anything. That's what I'm know? saying. Like being in the heat and because I had the benefit. What was really cool, actually, for ACL this year is Alex lives like really close or it's like 20, 30 minute walk to the festival. From oh, that's park. not bad. And it's so easy, like getting there, even if you're in Austin, by like Uber or whatever is such a nightmare just because there's so many people in the city and like it just cannot support the amount of traffic that comes in. Um, so we were just able to like walk there and stuff and it was really convenient. We were able to like sleep in a bed and everything, but it just still like wears on you. And I was like, how did we do that? Like we drove freaking 12 hours and we're out in like the 100 degree heat and tents and like Dude, that, didn't sleep at all. That truly might be the craziest part that it was we we would get to Bonnaroo on a Wednesday, Camp Wednesday night, festival Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or was it we get there? Th- no, it was it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Those were the days. I don't remember. If I remember correctly, it was. I thought it was three days. I thought you got in there Thursday. Okay, that might be night. That makes and then more it's sense. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's and then maybe you leave Monday morning. Right. Yeah. So you 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 camp Thursday night. You do festival Friday. You do festival Saturday, you do festival Sunday, you wake up sun Monday, pack up your shit and drive 12 hours back to Dallas. Yeah. And what was crazy too is like at ACL, the shows end at like 11 or 12 or something. And at Bonnaroo, there were shows that started at like four in the morning. Yeah. Bonnaroo is like an all night thing. And it's like, you're not, you don't sleep. <laughs> like I just, don't, I'm, I don't know. I, could, I don't think I could do that now. But no way, not a chance. I was thinking of like a particular story, which we've talked about before, but I think it's been a while and I think it'd be fun to talk about. Um, remember when we saw uh, Cherub and we both crowd surfed there? <laughs> One of many concerts we crowd surfed. Yeah, so we like had, whenever we were there as a group, we were like, we have to crowd surf while we're here because it's one of the few places where like, people are actually down with you crowd surfing. Like if you try to try to crowd surf, people are like, hell yeah, dude, <laughs> you got to do they're it. Like, they're like, fuck yeah, brother. How much you weigh? Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 210. Oh boy. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, but anyway, I had never done it before or maybe I had like kind of done it. But at this point, um, I was like, okay, like I really want to do it. So I went up and crowd surfed, right? And I went and like went really far right up to the front of the stage where there's like the gap in between the crowd and the the stage. And I'm like going up and I'm like, no, like go back in the other direction. And they just like <laughs> threw me over the side and some guy like grabs me and he like sends me out. And it sends me like out of the festival kind of. And I had to like walk back around and there's a super like long 
line that they set up with like dividers so that you would go through the line. But there was no one in the line at the time because the festival was already going on. And I'm walking through and I'm like, how am I going to meet up with like the whole group I was with? I just got like sent to the other <laughs> end of the festival. I have no idea what to do. And then as I'm like walking through, but I'm like still in a good mood because I just had a crazy uh, experience. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I like walk by and then like, as I'm going through the line, Bo and I like walk past each other. <laughs> I was like, no way. So the exact same thing had happened to Bo and like seeing you at that moment was like one of the craziest moments of my life. <laughs> you know, which one I think of the most is when at Danny Brown, when like eight people crowd surfed <laughs> yeah. and you and I landed right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we did it there, because um, there were like so many of us, and we just started at the back, and went, like all the way. I can't believe we were doing this. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> but we went like all the way forward, and I got dropped like pretty high, like straight to the ground. And everyone like looked over me, and they were like, "Ooh!" And I, I was like, "Fine." I wasn't hurt or anything. I just stood up, and I was just like, "Yeah!" And then everyone just started going like insane. <laughs> Next, the minute. endorphin rush of something like that, like, is unrivaled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you like fall, and everyone's like, "Ooh!" And then you stand up, and you go, "Yeah!" And everyone's like, "Ooh!" <laughs> yeah, everyone just started going nuts. <laughs> like that. That's like uh, like crowd surfing, and that kind of experience is. It's like an unrivaled. Like just natural high. <laughs> also, we're <laughs> drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. There's. If you haven't done it, you should try it. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, we're I feel like there's very few opportunities for it where it's like if, acceptable, though. If you haven't crowd surfed by 27, you're not crowd surfing. Yeah, that's true. I'll definitely never crowd surf again. <laughs> or when you're like, or when you're like 60. Like if you're like older and you try and crowd surf, I think people would be down. I think yeah, would be for like, sure. yeah, this person's crazy, you know. But like if you're 35 and you try and crowd surf, I think people would be like, you're a fucking dick. Grow up. Yeah. You know? it, the only way I feel like you possibly could is if you somehow got pulled onto the stage of a concert. Because uh-huh. I've always thought about like, because I've seen a lot of shows where they're like pull someone up from the crowd for whatever reason. And I was like, made a mental note to myself if that ever happens, just to run full sprint, like send it off the stage. <laughs> into the I've crowd. done that before. Really? Yeah. When I was in Paris, we when I studied abroad, we went to like, a, we went to like a kind of like scene screamo hybrid concert that one of the girls in my class liked at this venue that used to be like a bunker during world war two that they turned into a concert venue. So it's like underground and I jump up on stage and I take off my shirt and I helicopter it. And then I point at a section of the crowd and I run and I jump and then I crowd. <laughs> no way. That makes me think of, um, it was wild. <laughs> remember the school of rock, whenever he, it's like at the very beginning of the movie, when he's playing in his band and stuff and they just don't have a following and he like runs and tries to crowd surf and just like belly flops onto the floor. I've done that too. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you got to have the best of both worlds. I went through a phase where I tried to crowd surf a lot, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, all the people, it was really fun, but I took it like a little too far. And like the French people at the concert, it's fucking American. <laughs> just fucking American. <laughs> 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 That's the most French like insult sound is. <laughs> it's pretty good (laughs) Uh, that's funny so how was your uh your week what'd you do this week uh the this week was honestly like this weekend was the most low-key weekend i've had in years nice like straight up dude sometimes at 
in just how I feel now in this current stage of life, when I have nothing planned on the weekend, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> like I can just Dude. chill. Dude, I, I went out to dinner on Saturday or on Friday and I had three drinks at dinner and then went and was home by like 1030 and then waking up on like a Saturday morning, like, like having gotten a full night of sleep, like no hangover, no nothing was kind of like a wild experience. Not even like no hangover, just like being so rested, like do, from doing like being home by like 10 on a Friday. There's something, there's like a superpower of waking up early and feeling good on a Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, it feels kind of amazing. It's like Like, peak life. mm -hmm, It felt very good. And then Sunday, I just went to, I I went to dinner with a friend, drank nothing, went to a comedy show, had one beer, and was home by like 11. Dude, that's, that's some adult shit, bro. Dude, it was, it was wild. And it felt good i didn't feel like i was missing out or anything i was like this is just kind of nice but also like i'm kind of like i wouldn't want to do that every weekend yeah i mean there's definitely needs to be a balance but that's the thing is you only have like just the way that corporate america is set up like you work monday through friday so it's like i have two days to like actually do what i want to do so it's you just naturally are like okay i need to go you just kind of go non-fucking stop yeah Yeah, exactly you're like, I have like straight up because it's like in theory, you can do stuff after work, but also not really kind of, you know, it's like because it's always with the caveat of like you have to wake up tomorrow to go to work. Yeah, exactly. For me, it's I feel like it tends to go back and forth. Like I'll have a weekend where I go out and like just kind of go out all weekend, like both nights, just go hard and then the next weekend i'm like all right i'm just gonna take it easy (laughs) this weekend it's like back and forth having a girlfriend definitely makes being low-key easier though yeah no 100 percent. (laughs) yeah you're like okay yeah i'll just hang out with my girlfriend you know what i mean i'm like yeah i'll hang out i'll hang out by myself (laughs) dude you know what i was doing the other day um so i was so I was like working and I was just like finishing up work and Alex was over at my apartment and she was like watching TV and she was watching this. Like it's like the worst show I've ever seen. It's called the circle. Have you heard of it? Oh yeah. I've, I've watched a couple episodes. I actually kind of liked it. I thought it was like kind of entertaining, (laughs) but like, so the concept of it is it's like a reality dating type. I guess it's not a dating show, but it's like a reality show where all of the people are in the same building but they don't actually interact with each other. Like they're in their own rooms and every communication they do with each other is by like text message. Right. Yeah. And, um, they, uh, like some of them will like pretend to be other characters and stuff like, or pretend to be like their hot sister or like pretend to be someone completely different. Can you imagine if I'm like, I'm going on reality TV and I'm going to be my hot sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it's so weird. And then like they end up, basically like having a process where they vote on each other to try and get through or not get through or whatever. Um, but so which did you watch the most recent season or which season did you watch? The first one. I didn't watch the full season either. I watched like okay. half of it. So I watched like one or two episodes and there's this guy on it called Nick and Alex is like, dude, I hate this guy. Like he's the worst. And he was, he's just like a total douche. Like, typical like the chad archetype what's his story what's he like where's he from i don't know too much about him honestly but i just like saw i didn't see the beginning i saw like kind of towards the end of the season so i just saw like how he was interacting with people and stuff 
Um, but when we were at ACL, um, Alex like sees someone and he's this guy wearing a shirt that says big Nick energy. Uh, and she was, she was like, Oh, like that must be a shirt from the show. And she's like, Oh wait, it's that guy. And like, he was just right there. And it was like, just it was him. Yeah. It was, like, was, yeah, it was him. the guy from the circle. So he wears a shirt <laughs> that says big Nick energy. It's like his own merch. From the show. Wow. What a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. It was unreal. And she you was think like, he was in a fraternity. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Could um, you imagine being too douchey to be in a fraternity? He, he's that guy. <laughs> is it possible? Maybe. I, I I feel like it can be, you know, like if you're like, I don't know if you went to like a, like a private school or something. Yeah. <laughs> and you, but yeah, so cross. we saw that guy and we, um, we're like telling other people about it. And then he like walks by us again. He was just like a reoccurring character at ACL. It's so weird. <laughs> what was his vibe like at the festival? Like, what, so what I, you- someone, <laughs> I think he wore that shirt to be noticed. Like he had For to, sure, right? Yeah. So uh, what I saw, the interaction I saw is like someone else near us, like recognized him and they're like, Oh, it's Nick. Like, um, and he was like, yeah, baby. Like just kind of like yelling. And then he walked off. <laughs> That's <laughs> so kind of crazy wild. though. That's hilarious, dude. I mean, would you do a show like that if, like, for some reason you were approached to do a show like that? Would you do it? I mean, you can win a hundred grand, so yeah, probably. And and it's like, especially one like that, you're not on the show for very long. Yeah, like they filmed like, that one over like two weeks. You yeah, know what I mean? It's not like Big like Brother where you're there for like four months. You know? Yeah, and you don't actually have to really do anything. You know, it's like all over text message. You, you just, just hang film. out and jerk off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can do that. No, For that 100K? one. Yeah, if I had <laughs> to sure. choose one, it would be that one. And it's like, it's. I totally lost my train of thought. That was weird. But yeah, if I had to do one, it would it would be that one. Here's sure. here's a slightly controversial one that I think I would do: The Bachelor or The, the Bachelorette. Ba- you would do The Bachelorette or The Bachelor? Uh, I don't know if I'd want to be The Bachelor, but I think it'd be like because like you get to travel. They like sh- take you all over the world and shit. Like you get to see everything, you know, yeah. like you could that just, one's like the most extravagant. Yeah. Well, you, what you could do, too, is like act like you're into it and kind of make an effort, but just be in the show. Like because to me, it's crazy to think that there's one girl who's actively dating like 20 dudes and all of these dudes are like, I want to marry this girl so bad. And it's like, that's the dynamic. Like that's so so many of them. Like, I think a lot of them, the end game is to become the bachelor probably. Yeah. Or just to become famous on social media. Cause like, usually they do like the penultimate, like the, like the sec, the penultimate, like person who goes home or whatever, like becomes the next bachelor or you just become like famous within that world. And there's a lot of money to be made there, you know, but, um, I don't know. I also feel like that show is just so many like kind of the dudes we're talking about, like Chad type dudes and stuff mm-hmm. that I, I could entertain myself just by like dudes. My favorite type of dudes to hang out with that I'm not friends with are dudes that I can make fun of without them knowing that I'm making fun of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's everyone on that show. That's a good point. You, you like it, I could I could entertain myself and go to like fucking <laughs> the Swiss Alps and like, you know, like, that would be hilarious too. Just like. Tub. Like all of those guys, and then just you also there. <laughs> I would piss that I I would wake up every day with a smile on my face and be like, "How am I going to piss off Trevor?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> your whole goal is to sabotage the bachelor that actually be I win. Of, that would be <laughs> kind of a cool show where it's like pretty much the whole to all of the contestants basically it's the bachelor right but then they like plant a couple a saboteur. <laughs> yeah like someone to just completely sabotage and it's just like a total like bozo like non <laughs> like just like a complete idiot and uh the girl is in on it too and the guy just like keeps getting through and all the all the they other can't people, figure like, out what is like slubby as fuck like you gain weight like you're out drinking <laughs> champagne like at these dinners <laughs> And you're like, I'll have I'll have a Michelob Ultra. <laughs> I mean, they're like, they're like, we only have champagne. And be like, nope, I don't want it. I'm good. <laughs> be like, oh yeah, I'll take a champagne. Just grab it, dump it out. <laughs> Get this plug bubbly your, shit out you, of you here. Like plug your nose. And you're like, oh. <laughs> that would be so funny. And then whenever you go on your date, like because you do your one on one dates with like her, it's just like you guys like scheming it's just you watching videos of like hot men making fools of themselves on television um, <laughs> and then she goes it was like it was the most amazing night. <laughs> like, oh man um i feel like that is kind of an untapped mark because reality show i feel like it's either reality or not reality yeah you know, i mean it's all fake basically and like scripted but with those like dating shows and stuff it's like everyone's kind of like on board like they know what's going on but just the f- idea of like planting someone and having them like just sabotage everything, I think is a really good idea. Oh, I do too. I'm surprised. But it, it also may have been done before, like behind the scenes. But if you make that like the point of the show, well, they're really cool. Have you ever watched the show Big Brother? Like years ago. I don't that really was remember like a big it. show in my family growing up. My family still watches it, but I don't. But they always had this thing called like America's Player. And America would vote like the people would watch it. They could vote on who their favorite player was. And then that player is presented the opportunity to become, quote unquote, America's player. And every game decision they make is voted upon by the people who watch the show. So it's like that. It's kind of the same thing, because a lot of times it's like the people who watch the show vote for chaos. You know, they're like, I want to see the <laughs> yeah. craziest shit go down as you would. Yeah. So it was all that. That's kind of a similar thing. But like don't leave it up to like the watching the people watching like just have like a competent like kind of like savvy kind of game player dude just be like i'm gonna fuck everything up and no one's hire a guy for that purpose right yeah Yeah, like have someone come in and just to screw with everyone and it would have to be someone who's not like outwardly a dick it would have to be someone who's like i can like the thing i bring up all the time on this is like being able to fuck with people without them knowing you're fucking with them and that like just like getting under people's skin like really subtly (laughs) like you couldn't like outwardly fuck it up like yeah it it would have to be you would have to be very discreet to pull it off but it would be impressive if you did. i think it that would be, be good tv honestly i would watch that show oh, it would be it would be so relentlessly entertaining to watch like, <laughs> we should sell the bachelor idea. to watch the bachelor where one of the cast members is a saboteur and they're all... <laughs> <laughs> but they just get voted through the entire time oh yeah that's like the thing it's like you're not gonna win Unless if like you guys do fall in love somehow, but like you're you're gonna make it far because you are like you, your job is to fuck up the show for everybody, else. <laughs> <laughs> and people are not gonna be able to stop watching. <laughs> oh my god! Um, 
that kind of so what you're talking about with the big brother thing do, do they do you know if they still do that like where you vote for them i'm sure they've evolved that idea somewhat i don't know um i'm because sh- i mean if you're watching people live in a house together for four months you gotta like do crazy shit like that to keep it yeah. interesting so i'm sure they've even taken that further i don't yeah. know what they've I just, done because every situation i feel like where there's voting involved like people are automatically just gonna troll and like do the dumbest shit possible like you remember the Bodie mcboat face thing yeah and like the dog drawing contest and that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. and then um the the og one was you remember vote for the worst.com no when it was whenever american idol was like in its prime like american idol was the biggest show in the world like every single person watched it there was this website it was like before social media was even a thing probably myspace <laughs> but there's this website going, yeah. called vote for the worst.com and they like it was just, everyone just <laughs> voted for the worst person like tried to see how far they could get them through that's and hilarious the guy who like they was the guy that they were trying Sanjaya. to get through. yeah yeah you remember sanjaya <laughs> sanjaya sanjaya dude you know sanjaya was a legend you know what i think about all the time there was this reality tv show called i'm a celebrity get me out of here and it's basically survivor but with like sanjaya level celebrities and it's like really pathetic and kind of sad and sanjaya <laughs> was on that show that's wow. why i remember it and i remember there is this woman who was like in the trailer for it there's this woman who was like constipated and it was sanjaya trying to help this woman poop on an island <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like C-list celebrities. It's called, like they were like, okay, they had a, a team get together and like, all right, we need to get the most compelling parts of the show to put in the trailer so that we can get maximum viewership. And they picked Sanjaya helping someone. <laughs> Could you imagine That's the crazy. desperation for fame that you would have to have to be like, okay, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna look like an idiot. I'm gonna help a woman poop on TV because I want to be on TV. I might need <laughs> you know to see I mean? that. I might need to see that clip. I look it up. I remember like yeah, I'll, I'll it, look it up. I, I I think about it like like every time I'm constipated. <laughs> it was called "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." Okay, <laughs> every time you're like, man, I wish Sanjay were here. Every <laughs> 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 I'm constipated. I'm like, <gasps> it's like beetlejuice or like bloody mary if you're constipated if you if you grunt out sanjaya three times he comes out and he rubs your waist or or if you say it four times he'll shove a finger up your butt and move it out really quick (laughs) too far i was with you there for a while but you lost me (laughs) dude Dude, you know, so completely changing topics, but I wanted to bring this up before we forget. So I'm Alex and I are going to New York for Halloween. Hey, right. And Bo and I, as many of you know, have like a history of wearing matching outfits for different occasions or if we're just hanging out. Like if there's not. Even- yeah, we have <laughs> like we have like we have unspoken times, which we both know to match. But without telling everyone else, we're going to match like there are like certain events that we have. We're like, all right, I, if we're ever in this situation, we match. Yeah, exactly. And we and don't have so, to tell each other because we just know. Yeah. So I was on the phone with Bo um, the other day and we were like talking about 
me going to New York and stuff. And I was like, Hey, do you want to be power Rangers for Halloween? And he was like, maybe man, but this is the super bowl of matching. (laughs) (laughs) We have to make sure we're, we come up with something really good. So we were, let me be clear. I'm not anti power ranger. I just want to make sure that we exhaust all our options. No, I agree. Whenever you said that, I was like, damn, you're right. (laughs) This is the super bowl (laughs) of matching. (laughs) It is. That's the best way to describe it. Um, So what we were thinking about doing is coming up with like a few good options and running a poll on the top talk sauce Instagram for the people to uh, help us decide on the the matching outfit for Halloween. You know what came up a lot? Because our idea was like, let's just search dynamic duos and see what comes up. Mm -hmm. You know what came up every time I searched dynamic duos? Bert and Ernie. That would be cool, but I'm having trouble picturing how, how that would, would because how would we be a puppet you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's because you could wear their outfits but i don't think people would really recognize you no it'd be tough like um, we need to do something recognizable like i think um wayne and garth is good but that might be like it's possible that we run into another wayne and garth duo you know yeah spongebob and patrick's a little too like on the nose too um so it needs to be something what like, i did one time yeah. with uh, my friend CJ in college, I was Bill Nye the Science Guy, and he was Neil deGrasse Tyson, and it was a hit. That <laughs> was like good. the biggest hit ever. I remember it was one of the best moments of my life. I was in a group like of people, and we were all like drinking and stuff. And I think I don't know what I was doing. I might have been like chugging a drink or something. But everyone just started going like Bill, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> we that's the type of thinking we need to do for this costume though it doesn't have to be like directly like from the same universe of like something but it does need to like at least thematically play yeah as matching let's both be joe rogan (laughs) (laughs) that'd be awesome that would also be cool if we were just both the same thing you're joe rogan and i'm jamie or vice versa Oh man! I uh, you could be Elon Musk and I could be Grimes, dude. Did you see um, Grimes with the Communist Manifesto? I don't know if I've ever rolled my eyes harder at something. That is so funny. Did <laughs> like, you, did you read the caption of the photo she posted of her with the Communist Manifesto? Um, I can't remember what it said. What did it say? It's bananas! I'm about to pull this up right now. It's okay. like the craziest shit. Um, so. Just This is the photo of Grimes reading the Communist Manifesto. I was really stressed when paparazzi wouldn't stop following me this week, but then I realized it was an opportunity to troll. I swear this headline, OMG, what what the fuck? Haha, I'm dead. Full disclosure, I'm still living with E, and I am not a communist. Although there are some very smart ideas in this book, but personally, I'm more interested in a radical decentralized UBI that I think could potentially be achieved through crypto and gaming, but I haven't ironed out that idea enough yet to explain it. Regardless, my opinions on politics are often difficult to describe because the political systems that inspire me the most have yet to be fully implemented. Do you think that she said that because of the backlash? To her reading the Communist Manifesto? Yeah, like the pictures of her with it. Or did she like preemptively say that? I don't know. To me, like the photos just felt like an empty gesture kind of thing. Like, oh, I divorced Elon Musk. Yeah, like, no, it, that's it felt, exactly what it looked like, like. It felt like it felt like the clickbait version of what Jeff Bezos' ex-wife is doing. 
Yeah. Well, what, so what, did she, what do? she she like took half of his money in the divorce and did this really awesome thing where she's just donating it all to charity. Really? That's like <laughs> yeah. actually cool. <laughs> no, it's badass. It's like Yeah, I didn't know she was ever. donating it all. Yeah, she's um, like just she like fought really hard for it in the divorce, won, and then just, and it's just donating it to charity. Just like Dude, that's different. so badass. It's so fucking cool, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, she's actually doing something." You know, like she's not like yeah. taking photos of her reading Karl Marx, you know. Well, plus Grimes is like <laughs> she's by like a freaking stop sign like just by the street wearing this like insane outfit that probably costs forty thousand dollars like it's yeah. the craziest thing and I've then the seen. fact that she's like i'm not a communist i think there's some ideas in decentralized ubi through crypto and gaming like what gaming the fuck is that <laughs> yeah you don't even know what you're talking about although she think- would if we want to get on the blockchain maybe we talk to yeah, her grimes might be a good person <laughs> to ask we need to make the communist blockchain. It's owned by the people. <laughs> proletariat coin. Yeah, proletariat coin. That's a good one, actually. Communist cr- communist blockchain. Com- communist blockchain, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I saw that. I thought that was absolutely insane. But I do have another news story for you. I'm not sure yeah. if you saw this. Um, so did you see the B movie? You might have seen this. I know where you're going. You might have seen this article. You might have seen this article, but you've seen the B movie, right? I have, yes. And you know how, like, (laughs) they. Well, first of all, the B movie is awesome because of all the memes that came from it. Like, you remember the. So there were two primary ones. I thought, like, there was like, "Do you like jazz?" And everyone was sending that to each other. And then there was the thing where um, they did that thing where it's like the B movie, but every time they say B, it like divides. Yeah. I haven't seen divides. I have seen the B movie, but every time they say B, it speeds up. Oh um, yeah, yeah. No, that's what it originally was. Sorry. You know, they also did one where it like split into just like it was like a million little squares of the <laughs> audio <laughs> repeated. Be so much in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. But actually, sidebar. Whenever those were really popular, of like okay, they do the B movie every time they say B, it speeds up, and people were doing it with like a bunch of stuff. I remember someone posted on Reddit, and it was like. Never going to give you up by Rick Astley, but it speeds up every time he says never. But it was just a link to the original video. And everyone's yeah. like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, honestly. <laughs> but anyway, in the B movie, um, the B, Barry Benson or whatever his name is, who's mm. played by Jerry Seinfeld, like has a relationship with the like girl in the movie. Like they're in love, basically. It's like, almost more than implied like you just see them like falling in love do you remember right. that part yeah 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 it's like the, the meme i always think of that movie is you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about and then and it's, it's a, a beer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like that and apparently i don't know what um kind of brought this about but jerry seinfeld came out and like apologized for the overt like romantic <laughs> relationship in the b movie that's wild okay um <laughs> So I, you said a different story than I thought you were going to say involving Jerry Seinfeld, but that's hilarious. What was the, your story about Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> Have you seen the videos of him dressed up as Lego Jerry Seinfeld promoting <laughs> Seinfeld on Netflix? <laughs> Dude, no. the man, the man has lost his mind. <laughs> Netflix gave him a billion dollars, and he's like, "I don't, I'm crazy now." Like you know, he's not. It's it's. <laughs> Brian Cranston narrates the commercial for Netflix's Seinfeld based on the popular Seinfeld Lego set. 
And then Jerry Seinfeld in a Lego costume walks into a Lego house and like starts doing shit and talking to Brian Kranz. It's like it's it's wild. It's oh my god! I need to watch that. That's speaking, amazing. <laughs> speaking of, you should also look up some of the B movie promos that Jerry Seinfeld did back in the day because he just got like him and all his famous friends to dress up as bugs and like <laughs> do crazy shit like that too. The man's nuts. <laughs> the man, the man is lost. <laughs> Dude. Jerry Seinfeld is a legend. I know Seinfeld because I didn't really watch the entire thing. Like I used to watch shows when it was on TV, but now it's on Netflix. So I feel like that's about to become like such a major It's going to be of The it. Office now. Yeah, the exactly. Because The Office is gone now. Um, yeah, it's going to be like The New Office just because like everyone's just going to fucking watch it over and over and over and over and over. Um, yeah, I, it, but I mean... I don't know. I've seen like four seasons of that show and it's really funny. It's a good yeah, show. Yeah, it's really so, good. So it's not like in the offices too. So I mean, it's like you could pick two worst shows. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely forever. reasons why they're so popular. Yeah, I mean, I, but I was talking to my roommate about this and he was saying it's like, like Seinfeld's like, like, because the office is like very like upbeat and like positive and stuff. Seinfeld's a little more like cynical and stuff. So it might not quite be at that level of like, or there'll just be like wide scale negativity going throughout <laughs> <you> society. <laughs> Could you imagine that would be wild? I'm I'm on board for it. I'm gonna watch it and just start being a huge asshole to everyone. Also, Jack, Kelly and I got tickets to go see Dune. Oh yeah. Dude, we talked about this before the podcast. We were like okay, This we was definitely... what I thought like the focus of the podcast was gonna be, honestly. I was talking about getting tickets for Dune, but Yeah. So we did a book club like a year ago. Like peak COVID. Yeah, it was right before Doom was originally supposed to come out. And it's like a 700 page book or something like that. And we all crushed it because we were like, we got to finish before the movie comes out. Yeah, because we had like a hard deadline and it was we all loved the book. But the movie ended up I feel like we talked about this last time, but <laughs> the movie ended up getting pushed back over a year and we finally got tickets to it. I'm so excited. I'm I'm seeing it in an IMAX theater in New York with like my roommates and our neighbors across the hall and stuff. Oh, that's cool. You have a big group. Mm-hmm. That'll be really fun. Yeah. Um, Kelly and I are going and Kelly's seeing it Thursday and then I'm, he's driving up Friday morning and seeing it again with me. <laughs> I'm also seeing it with a different buddy that Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's good. It's good. What if, you Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be, it has to be good. It has I, to be. I yeah. so need this movie to be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I need it to be. Dude, we've been sending each other shit about this movie for literally over a year. We've been talking about it for probably closer to a year and a half than a year. It's honestly a really good promotion strategy for a movie. Just like delay it for a year and just hype it up the entire time. <laughs> Dude, yeah, because I've been like, I it was a movie for a while. I couldn't let myself think about it because I would get too excited. When my when I got my ticket today for it, I couldn't sit still. I was like freaking out in my room. Like I was just like I was like had to like move around and stuff because I was so like I couldn't believe I finally had a ticket. Dude, it's gonna be awesome. I haven't <laughs> when was the last time you saw a movie in the IMAX? In the IMAX? Um pre COVID for sure. Um I can't remember what though. I can't remember the last time because I used to always go like I would go to the museum and I would watch like stuff on the IMAX there but I can't remember a time where I've seen an actual movie in the IMAX oh I've seen like actual movies in 
IMAX like a few times. Like the last the I've seen a couple of the Marvel movies on IMAX theaters. I think the last IMAX movie I saw was uh I saw like a like a Apocalypse Now. They like re-released it in an IMAX theater in New York and that was crazy. That's dope. How much is um an IMAX ticket in New York? Well, I pay for AMC A-list, so I pay like 20 bucks a month and I go to the I can go to three movies a week for free. Wow. IMAX 3D. It's such a good deal in New York City cuz it's like my ticket was $27, but I didn't pay anything cuz yeah. I pay for this membership. Yeah, cuz you, you see a lot of movies. You remember Movie Pass? Uh, I love. I think about Movie Pass quite a bit. Honestly, <laughs> it was the best, dude. dude I loved like, Movie. I remember Pass. that came out and it was ba- what was it like five bucks a month or ten. something? It was ten dollars a month, and you could go to unlimited movies. You could go to one a day, one a day. So basically, unlimited movies. Right? Yeah, because not many people are going. For most people, that. yeah. Um, but I remember when that came out, I was like, "How is this financially sustainable? Like, there's well, n- no way." Their their like business model was that we were going to operate at a negative for a while, and then we're going to have people's information and sell it. That was what they were going to mm, do. That's so like the were, new. That's the new age business model. Yeah, sell like data. Sell, sell data. <laughs> that's what they were going to do. They were like going to sell like people's viewing habits and that kind of stuff to like studios and stuff. But people mm. were like, "This isn't that valuable," and you're okay. losing way too much money way too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because everyone I knew had. I actually never got it, but like everyone had it they were like i got movie pass and people i knew who were into movies would literally just be at movie like every day (laughs) i go a couple times a week and like (laughs) and um and it it, you could go to like and then they started limiting it they were like you can't see the new marvel movie opening weekend and that kind of stuff and then that's when we were kind of like oh it's dying and then amc a list came out which is like still really good deal i I mean that's a good like that's a reasonable good deal you know, like yeah, it, it makes sense. You know, yeah, movie pass is like too good to be true. It was, and with this three movies that's the price a week, of one movie, <laughs> right? Well, like, yeah, exactly. And it's like three movies a week. I pay twenty bucks a month, and then like I can go see IMAX, I can go see three D, whatever. But then I'm also so much more likely to be like, you know, I'm here. I didn't pay anything. I'll buy a uh, candy. Like, I yeah. do buy snacks at the movie more than I used to because of it. Hey, nothing wrong with that, baby. Dude, I love get, getting candy. Get your snack on, dog. There's nothing like getting some Mike and Ikes and chilling in a movie. Mike and Ike says, Mike and Ike. Halloween. <laughs> 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 I thought you I were with so, me. <laughs> I was so confused. I thought you were with me. Bugs had the most intense look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, Mike and Ike. <laughs> Dude, how would we pull it off? I don't know. We could just be like, just wrap ourselves in felt <laughs> or something. You know, we should be as Terrence and Philip from South Park, the Canadians, just cut we our just faces in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. South Park characters would be good, though. Yeah, it could. I, it could be good, but it, I, it's just, I don't I know. I feel like it's, it's a not little too like easy. The thing. I feel like when we hear it, we'll know. Yeah, I got to do a lot of deep thinking about this. Yeah, contemplation, meditation. We'll figure it out. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a good place to leave it on. You got any any final remarks? Nope. <laughs> All right, cool, man. We'll talk to you guys next week. Talk Peace. Later. Talk sauce. Bo and Jack are just a couple dudes. We can-
happy life. Talk sauce. Talk sauce. Talk sauce. Talk sauce. Talk sauce. Talk sauce.